0: Hello everybody and welcome back. This is your host, Kimberly Bell, with You Are Good Enough. And today I am, I'm excited. I get to have an interview with a friend of mine. Her name is Kim Gillery. Kim is an integrative coach trainer. She is an author and she coaches people both in their lives and in their businesses. She has many accolades behind her, a lot of experience. She's a massage therapist. She's a yoga teacher. She does many, many things. She's in Louisiana, and today I am lucky enough to be able to hang out and have a chat with her and hopefully offer our audience some inspiration some perspective some tools or something to help inspire them forward into their life and all in an effort to realize that we are doing our best that we are good enough and we can create and manifest the change that we so desire in our lives so Kim darling welcome
1: <laughs> Hi, I'm so excited to be here and chat with you.
0: Thank you. Me too. So so we're going to get into it. And Kim and I, we've done some stuff together business-wise. Kim's also with Transformation TV. She's a teacher there. We have spent some time together. That's why I so much want to sit here with Kim and pick her brain because I know that Kim has been through, I know you have been through, you've been through a lot of transformation in your life. And that's with all of us teachers, right? You know, every single teacher we meet, everybody's gone through different types of transformation, but big ones for sure. So a lot of my listeners are younger and they're trying to navigate life, right? And I thought to myself, you know, I would love to hear what advice you might give To someone who is in their 20s, in their 30s. You know, you're also a mother too. So this may be redundant, but if you could pick like one or two things that would relieve the listener right now who's tuning in, you know, if they're struggling, they're feeling challenged in their life, can you think of one or two golden pieces of advice that you wished you had known, realized, and could have used back at that time for you?
1: Oh my God, so much. Yeah. So I am a mother of five, grandmother of nine, and I was a 20-year-old. So yeah. Wow. Um, So my number one thing, personal. So I'll give one thing on personal and one thing on parenting. Would that be helpful? Perfect. So probably my biggest takeaway was truly settling into who I was and not trying to be what I thought it would take to fit in, to belong, to be a part of, to be accepted. Um, mm-hmm. uh, my story coming in was about rejection and abandonment, um, and so that was, you know, a big part of my struggle is was not belonging and not feeling I was at home in in my environment, in my family, in my circle, you know, anywheres, and even in a family with five kids, with a husband, and I. I this is when I caught onto it, like. Oh Mm -hmm. my God! It's not the circumstance; (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's actually within myself. Yeah, and so that was the number one thing: is really finding that path to coming home to yourself. Mine happened on a yoga mat. You know, after many years of searching um, and having a lot of—I'm going to say—chronic pain and diagnoses, Mm -hmm. and it was physical stuff. And I started practicing yoga to relieve the pain in my body. You know, thinking that was going to help because I was limited in other areas. And what I received was the transformation in my mind, you know, Mm -hmm. by becoming present, by really breathing, settling, sitting, not running, not searching, not digging, not, you know, it was like I was always on this search to like find that little hole that I fit in, right? And it was nowhere. I just couldn't find it. And then I found it on that map one day. It was just like, I remember like drawing this heart and saying, I am home. And like seriously, everything just started. Falling and fitting into place after that. So, my number one thing would be truly finding out, like your soul's desire, your authentic personality. Your what do you love to do when you're not looking for the world to tell you who to be, you know? Mm-hmm. Or when you're not following societal systems or what your parents or your friends think you should do, even in career, right? Or right. when you should have a baby or when you should get married or if you should get married. So that would be the on the personal level. I feel like I'm talking too much. Did you need to ask me something? Well, you
0: know what? I just want to, before you move on to the parenting aspect, um, it's beautiful what you say. And I think we can all agree that when we look back during those challenging times, it's been a race to nowhere, (laughs) right? A race to nowhere, trying to change the environment, other people, so we can feel good, so we can finally feel home and at ease. But as you're so eloquently saying, the truth is home is on the inside. That's the home. So I agree. It is embracing self. It is finally realizing the gems that lie within us because every single person here has come here to, I feel, uh, find their authentic self, right? Uncover, Uncover our special self, our uniqueness right and and you know gaining confidence through the realization so that we can kind of not shut out the world but get more quiet within ourselves so that what others have to say their opinions what they think doesn't rattle us to the degree that it typically does so yes, that's I, yeah that's what the place
1: you're searching to be is the place within the right all of that exterior um that oh my god the struggle and the the strife of it's too much <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. It's and too much
0: trying to please so- everybody, you know. And boy, I, I work with young people, and oh my goodness, it's you know you're you're afraid to to make the wrong move because you're going to get your parents angry, you know. And you've got the school. You've just got so much in life, and talk about feeling trapped. Talk about feeling like. <laughs> Well, a lot of things. Why am I doing this? How long is this going to last? All those things, you know, can feel so helpless when you're just trying to please everybody. But but being a mother of five and and feeling this right, and and I went through this too, you know, not wanting uh, wanting everyone to like me so much, right, and worrying that nobody did, and always even feeling, the kids, huh? <laughs>
1: even the ki- even the kids, like waiting <laughs> your kids to like you, like every everything was like depending on the approval yeah. of someone else, you know, right and. and let me can I inject interject Please. like going back one one yeah. step is yes ma'am. I am super excited because these younger, this younger generation is coming forward. I have them in my coach training now. Yeah. I'm seeing that they're getting this even before 30. I am Beautiful. stoked about this. I feel like I have so much to share in that department. If they mm-hmm. can catch this early on, mm. oh my God. Like we have just changed the next generation. Like that simple. Where I live in particular, we have a 30 percent of disconnected youth between the ages of 16 and 24. These people have like they're not in school They're not working. There's there's that's 30% Kimberly. like that's a third of my parents wow. did, you, did you see what the future of that is and then our teenage pregnancy is really high So when you you take the disconnected plus it now What is the next generation gonna look like right if we're already at 30%? I'm like oh whoa guys This is our future like these are the people who are gonna wait on us when we're elderly like wow. so Speaking to that age group is huge. Yeah. You know, the other thing was, it was so important to belong and to be somewhere is that there's this feeling of like, I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. No one wants me if we're not like, and I'm talking, speaking to my culture here, mm-hmm. like by 20, like you need to, in your twenties, you should be like married by 24, having babies. And there's this sense of belonging so much so that the, I think the teenage pregnancy thing or the, the um, and that department, should mm-hmm. I say, Mm -hmm. has a lot to do with needing to feel loved and bringing the babies into the world to love, like to receive. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um,
0: Finding our tribe, you know, but it just out pictures differently for every group. You know, sometimes people take on different identities because they think that that's what's going to make them feel better because they're searching for home too. I feel like everyone's
1: searching for home. Like if I'm married, I'll be complete. If I have kids, I'll be complete. If I have the that career, that job, I'll be complete, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's, mm-hmm. And then wake up after, I say the fourth year of marriage is like, what did I just do? Mm-hmm. But even waking up beyond that and realizing yeah. there was to do with that. You know, it, they yeah. do not complete you. They do not make you whole. You become whole. They are whole. Then you have a relationship. And then you help and support and grow together.
0: So... And, and that's awesome. But so what was what would be the piece of advice on parenting? Because I certainly talk a lot about parenting myself. I'm curious to see what you would... It's probably the same thing, but...
1: <laughs> well, what do you... Tell me... Give me one thing to focus on that you find your listeners. Yeah. Um, one department. Because this, you know, it's so broad. I can talk about the nights I stayed up, like not being able to sleep when they weren't oh. coming home. I can take, talk about the nights when they were infants. And I know. Night- There's... <laughs> No matter what, it's like an all-nighter, right? So, you know,
0: I think that what's coming into my mind right now when it comes to parenting is lots of parents are terribly insecure. They are terribly insecure. They're making a mistake. You know, little Johnny or little Susie is going to say something and embarrass them in front of other people. And how are people going to look at me? There's a lot of things that go into parenting. And most of it is shooting from the hip because, of course, we know there's not that perfect manual that tells you how to do this. But... There's one piece of of advice that I would um, throw out there is parents, you have the answers inside of you. What I think happens is we're so afraid because we're not as connected to ourselves that we think the answers once again are outside of ourselves. And so we're growing people. It's, It's an age of growing, right? We're no longer raising, right? Raising is like in some ways chickens and cattle and things of that nature we are actually growing human beings as you said the next generation of people and at some point you know it's really cool to grow up with a mom or a dad who is who is confident and likes who they are and they're open and they're loving and they value me when i'm a child like i matter right the hierarchy is no longer in place which is what i mean i would say the majority of us have grown up in you know the sure, dictatorship sure. in a lot of ways is we realize that is a massively faulty foundation and it's all built on lack mentality um and being not good enough all that is all related right so i would say I'm not, who, enough, not having enough right the, scare, the lack of the scarcity. Scarcity, right. Yeah, and yeah. so I guess when it comes to parenting, it, the funny thing is, is that what I see with the kids who are even older now who are struggling, like in high school, no wonder the kids are struggling because mom and dad, we live in a society of numbing, right? Because no one wants to feel emotions. We haven't allowed ourselves to, to be okay with feeling, right? So we've got a society now has said, you know what? It's not cool to feel. Let's do a lot of things now that will just distract us away from our feelings. But the children who are coming up now, they know the truth. They know truth and they are confused, right? Because if mom and dad are numbing and I see them in the evening and they're already numbing themselves with a drink, you know, or whatever it is, it could be social media. It could be a lot of things, right? Not just, you know, drinking and, and food and things, but there's no communication and The parents, I think a lot of times they don't mean to, but they don't know how to handle the child's pain and the child's pain gets louder and louder and the parents don't know how to handle it. So they get more and more afraid and they might be numbing more and more trying to run away. But the truth is, is that I believe, and I said this a a couple of years ago, I was actually at a big event. My feeling is that our kids are bringing up stuff so that they can help us shift because that's the best way for all of us to heal is our children. You know, unfortunately we haven't learned a lot, right? We haven't learned enough to be real wise adults, parents. So our children, the pain that they're experiencing is actually triggering the pain within us, I feel. So we have an opportunity to step into that self-responsible, loving parent who can really be more of a loving coach, but still parent, right? It's not that we lose boundaries, but it's, It's different it's yes it's it's about what is it that's being triggered inside of me let me see where that goes you know so that's how I look at parenting you know is like we do have the answers you do your inner work parents and this is what I'll say to the parents who are listening do your inner work find out why something your child says that annoys the crap out of you you know pisses you off in the moment why why is that happening? And it goes back to ourselves. It goes back to that, you know, the ego and the wounded child. That's what I feel anyway. So
1: that's Actually, what I was- that's like the emotional immaturity is what I call it is not being taught to know how to handle or what to do with an emotion. So even in, you know, even in church or like in mass, it's like the kids like, like not comfortable or acting out. And it's like, here, eat this. Here, do this. Here, stick it. You know, and it's like, that's, you know, I call that buffering. And so we've got a society of buffering where it's like, oh, do this, not to feel that. So it's learned behavior, you know? It is. Um, and it, so, so that is super interesting. And it's actually one of the things I love to talk about the most. And as far as the, the triggering, oh my God, like <laughs> <laughs> I my two things, I think that will help you with personal development more than anything else. Well, I mean, I should just say relationship in general, but right. Business being in your own business, because it brings up all kinds of stuff when people don't come forward, when they're not signing up, when you don't have clients, when they're Mm -hmm. not buying in your store. Mm -hmm. And the other one is the relationship. And it's like, you cannot really control another person (laughs) as much Mm -hmm. as you think you can. Mm -hmm. And what, uh, you know, a big thing here is expecting the child to look great for the person to look great. Like, oh, you need to behave so I don't look bad, you know, Mm -hmm. or you need to graduate from there so that I can, you know, I think that's a part that's not talked about often yeah. you know that some people don't really want to be called out on and oh well <laughs> you know it's i I've, I've seen a lot of that where the anger and frustration from the parent and the mm-hmm. control which i call a manual like i have a manual for my child that he should go to school here he should do this he should behave this way he should be the he should get the christian award he should get the straight a's he should mm-hmm. right that's my manual and then i'm super disappointed when he doesn't mm-hmm. but i like have the perception that that has something to do with him having a better life and that's be Yes. Right. It has everything to do with how would that make me feel if my child was that? Because you'll see it like, oh, my kid got better. Oh, my kid got on row. My kid right. got an award to go here. And um, oh, he's going to have an amazing life. I just want him to have the best life ever. But then it's like, really, when you really sit down and think about it, like what's triggering it? Right. What's the problem? It's the humbleness that the children teach us when they are themselves, and we get to see how that feels like when it's not necessarily what we want or we want for them. So I think you asked me what would be one biggest takeaway takeaway that I could help parents with for me personally, the suffering, I'm going to call it the suffering of being a parent that I had was, you know, to love so intensely, Mm -hmm. you're going to feel pain so intensely. Mm -hmm. Like there is nothing more painful and more satisfying than I mean, when you look at this little thing, whether you gave birth to them or not, Mm -hmm. so vulnerable. So vulnerable. And for me, like you said, it brings up all of the lessons in us, right? Mm -hmm. It was, it's really what started cracking me open when I look at Mm -hmm. this baby and I was like, nobody better hurt him. Nobody better touch him. Like I went on this mission, right? Like they they couldn't possibly you know it it had to be I had to be so protective whatever and then instantly I heard this voice like how could someone not love this and I went into my own victim story of my mother not loving me not keeping me not being right Of
0: course, yes yeah Yeah. oh yeah
1: and so that's like something I want to mention is when postpartum depression was like a really big thing with my children you know I guess because I brought that in and then it propelled it with the hormone change and I think that was a big part of it it was like I was again awakened to this amazing beautiful creature and I was like well why wasn't I you know that's that yeah that was that awakening of oh god there must be something wrong with me and for me it was I was very young when I had my first one so that really led me into doing it and then the thing that was the most painful, which is my point I want to get to was like when they're out at night or when they're doing something a little risky or when they're getting in trouble at school or Mm. when the kid's not playing with them, you know, all Mm. of that pain stuff that would come up. Like I thought I would die. Like it was so painful. And I remember waking up and, and I'm pretty intuitive. And I remember waking up in the middle of the night and just like, oh my God, this must be a call for intercessory prayer. You know what I mean, it was like gut wrenching. Something is wrong. Something is wrong. Something is wrong. And if anyone is a parent, I, I feel surely you can relate to me. Um, whether the kid didn't move for an hour so you go shake them and make sure they're breathing you know whatever it is like the slip in the bathtub or you know whatever but I'm talking to young adults here right so they're going to experience what I'm saying moving forward when they're hanging around with that kid or they're Mm -hmm. spending the night somewhere and they not coming home and then they Mm -hmm. want to start acting out because they want to hang around with them because they have the free you know all of that scary stuff was like falling to my knees and realizing how vulnerable it was to love this deeply mm-hmm. how painful it was and what helped me which is the advice i would like to leave or the okay, um, great. The, yeah. the little splurt of um, yeah. whatever you want to call it takeaway
0: yep yeah.
1: is when i realized that the journey is something mm-hmm. we get to do together and that it's individual for all of us and that soul has come to experience something that I happen to be on the stage in that particular time or phase in their life. Mm-hmm. Like I happen to be able to participate in a part of that, right? right? Yes. My mother participated in the being the vehicle
0: mm-hmm.
1: for the birth for me to come through, mm-hmm. you know, to be here. And that. And whether that happened or didn't happen along the way, because I do want to speak to that because I know there's a lot of guilt with abortions or with choosing not to have or with, to choose with giving up babies for adoption, all of that stuff. Again, it's still that soul and mm-hmm. what it came to experience. And when you can drop the blame and you can drop the the story and truly allow it to be exactly what it was and how it worked I think it's magical because I went through the stages where I I was the victim where I felt like I wasn't wanted like I you know I didn't belong and it was her fault and you know she was whatever I, you know, I had all those stories, and then I went through that. I was just so sad. Like I just wanted a mom. I just wanted. Like, yeah, I mean, I you know, uh, just wanted to feel that, you know, like that belonging. That love.
0: well, it brings it totally. Having kids brings up the wounding, yeah. brings up yeah. childhood wounding for everybody. And you know, when I see like you know families and couples and things, I mean, it's it's so prevalent. Who's still operating from the more intense the
1: story? We'll say. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And once it have mean, it
1: led into the phase of the accepting and the belonging. And then it, and then suddenly I was like, it was like the sun was open. And I was like grateful. I was like, Oh, I'm so thankful for the part you played in my life. Like that was like game changer. And I used it like with my own children and one, two of my boys, you know, this, because we're in a, um, an area that's like really social drinking is like really the thing to do. <laughs> like you're the oddball if you don't. And so yeah, and many it's very places scary. Happen raising teenagers in the country where it's like mudding and fur rotting and we have what I call death by culture here because it's kind of risque and you just die and then you know this is this is just how we do things and I was like, sounds oh, awesome no, just kidding <laughs> I, um, I want to move there tomorrow <laughs> there's just nothing else to do right there's no bowling alley there's nothing else so we just to figure out our own, our own excitement and uh, entertainment yeah. and it happens to be surrounded around a lot of alcohol but I remember like having to really sit with that. And I was like, this is the most painful thing ever. Like, you know, how can I get beyond this? And then when I was able to have the conversation and this is along the journey, right? This is like by the fourth and fifth kid, I'm catching on. Like it took a lot for me to realize it is I was like, oh my God, like you're totally here to have this experience. And if you're cool with that and you're going to, you're like fine and you know what the consequences are and you're willing to pay them. Like, I'm just going to love you from here. And it was like, okay. And I was like, yeah at work and that was a like game changer for me and so it's yeah. like I had to keep now I'm super codependent right so it's like I was yeah like, that was
0: that was yeah. super codependent and, and yes. so you learned that through attachment attach, yeah. a little bit allowing them well, to truly. be their own individual and have their own journey but you can love them yeah. and but not be immersed in in with them right yeah. and, and and
1: truly Appreciate it and have fun with it. Like I truly yeah. have, like, like oh my God, nice that's so that scary and so painful, and this hurts so bad. And I love you so much. Oh, mm-hmm. you know, and like seeing that now, I can see that with my grandbabies. You know, I have nine mm-hmm. grandbabies, and I'm like. Oh my god! I can do the same thing with them, you know. Yeah. I can, and it's—I'm telling you—the thing about grandbabies that's so awesome is like there's someone else to worry about them. With your kids, you feel like you're the only person worrying about them. <laughs> like it's all right,
0: okay. right? So for the
1: parents, you know, I want to make sure I, I leave some kind of value to someone who needs to hear about the stress and worry about what your kids do or what they decide to do, right. whether they fall outside of the norm of it can which be, a lot it of kids do. Sexual gender, it could be racial, it could a be lot you of kids. know whatever, whatever. Mm. Doesn't matter. Can you come to a place of tr- truly really being the support and the love of that soul and what it's come to experience, you know, and,
0: that's and, not- I, and And I think too, though, in order for a parent to be able to get to that place, they need to start looking within. Sure, Because when we want our child to go to a college so desperately, but we know they don't want to but we tell them we're paying the bills so that we want to manipulate them perhaps into that situation, right? Trying to navigate things for another human being. There's balance there. And and so I say also, this is in the same breath really about this whole thing with parenting, which is try to realize that the attachment to where your child goes to school might have a lot to do with you and how you feel and maybe what you missed out on, or you wish you could have done, or what you think is going to buy them the happy life, right? Right. If If you're you're
1: doing your own inner work, then you're not going to bring your work into their life.
0: Right. Exactly. So at the end of the day, if you want to be a good parent, start looking at yourself, start looking in the mirror. That's what I tell people to do. You know, Start questioning why you feel this way when things happen, why you do the things that you do. You know, if you're a parent, try and stay in alignment, right, on the same page with not do as I say and not as I do, being on the same page with your actions and your words.
1: You know, this is something that's kind of surprised me. So I I wasn't, like, couldn't relate much to teenagers, to kids. They weren't on my agenda for coaching. Um, and I had a ladies' fitness place, so I've been in the health and wellness business for, like, 20, over 20 years. And I was like, yeah, those, like, kids don't like me, teenagers don't, like, I'm, you know, I never like was interested. And as I kept doing this work, I'm like, Oh my God, we should totally be having these kids in like learning this stuff before they get into relationship before they have, the oh, baby, yes. before they have, you know, it was like, Oh, oh yeah, how do we, how do we do that? How do we get that started? Right? Where are they yeah. at? That's how I found out the number of the 30%. I'm like, Whoa, we don't know where they're at. This is crazy. Crazy crazy and so you know if you like I love who you cater to you know that I, I have one of my yeah. coaches too and I'm like I love that because it wasn't truly didn't truly feel like a calling but now that I see the importance of it they are the future they are this is the change like we're in the front line of moving into a new way like Eric truly says a new earth and we're not taking the old paradigms and pack and all that that stuff with us right. we got to drop the backpack. You know, right. you don't get to come in with societal stories and with the generational um, hand me downs. It's it's not going to work anymore. you're well, you, we don't. You do well, it, but you're going to be super frustrated.
0: It doesn't. You're going to be super frustrated, and yeah. you're always going to feel like you're a victim in life, right? Yeah. Exactly. So, exactly. Um, that's that's liberal, the switch.
1: You know, I've been called a liberal. I have a cult, Like, um, I'm a witch doctor. Like, oh right. yeah, Doctor Kim knows best. You know that right. kind of crappy stuff. Like, you know, I'm like whatever i can tell whatever you i am an expert in getting out of suffering
0: yeah right <laughs> you know anything. how many people want that recipe <laughs> and that's why i do this show <laughs> yes well it's
1: we can tell them right it's amazing there is nothing that tastes as fabulous as liberation yeah true joy right i think is that the name of your show because joy is like so part of that's I my know, website of- no joy is yeah. a big
0: part of yeah yeah, yeah.
1: joy—the the essence of joy that comes through when you're truly being authentic, and when you're, yeah. um, yeah. when you drop all of those, drop the BS, passages. drop the veils. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that would be—it's like, how can they come into their own?
0: It's a fear, though.
1: Do, you know, yeah, it's a, definitely, it's definitely. such a fear, and I see it well, who so much. Left out?
0: Right, uh, I see it a lot in you know in in young females. And I don't think males realize that they have the same fears in a lot of ways, but you know, women are more you know, expressive. What's interesting
1: ha- you say? Interesting you say that. So I, um, I work with a lot of women. of fact, my gym is women's only, and I now have more, like more male clients coming through and you know yeah. what the, what it's where they're lacking in. is the ability to get in touch with their emotions so they can't move forward in the authentic path because they they don't have that contact and that's what i'm helping so i consider myself a chisel like i'm Mm -hmm. chiseling away at those societal systems and the old stories so that they can come to the truth them and it is rather painful especially in the social setting and the tribal setting so the network of people that you're used to hanging around with will likely break away there's going to be some pruning you know that takes place in order to come into that um but it's funny you should say that because I'm seeing more guys than kind of like the younger, but they um, want women. But
0: but they want to step forward. I mean, men and and you know there are some guys already now who are a lot younger who are they're just open. They're open to doing things. They had some
1: amazing parents, right? They must had a great. The ones who have come to me, um, a couple of them, they were raised by the mom. The dad was not in the picture, Mm -hmm. and so I guess as she worked through her stuff, that was familiar to them. I don't know what it is, but um, I have either either the guys are coming through in that situation or they are the husband of the wives that I'm working with. And it's either they've got to figure it out or things change to the point to where it's, it's, it's just not the relationship it was, you know, so there's, they can't go on. Yeah. Yeah. So So crazy. So
0: tell me, I was going to ask you about common themes that you see most often with clients, but I mean, we've talked about a lot of common themes. Give me, give me like one or two. So, you know, I mean, we, we realize that men right now are now at a point and I don't want to draw a broad brush or anything, but a lot of men now are like, whoa, I I want to be able to understand what I'm experiencing. I want to be able to figure this out. You know, there are a lot more, uh, you know, we can't always be tolerant, but they're, but they're aware and they're desiring for things to be different than they are. Or. Um, yep. Yeah
1: there's they're at the end of the road yeah well that that, so common theme that i see that i work in is physical manifestation yeah so what's happening is they are truly now in chronic pain Mm -hmm. or they've been diagnosed with something so i see a lot of um so those who are not living authentic they're not living in their power they're um not being and doing what they truly want to do, and they're stifling like all of this amazing, awesome soul passion, right? Yeah. So what happens is it comes out physically. So we're seeing a lot of Hashimoto's, um, breast cancer, D- depression definitely is one. Um, in my area, our suicide rate is really, really high. Yeah. Um, we have. Uh, I'm seeing sciatica is like pretty big. This is something yeah. that I had my own experience with. Um, mm-hmm. So what's happening is the mental and emotional stifleness, you know, and that disconnect is causing the dis-ease, illness, pain in the, body. In the physical yeah. body, and they're desperate. Like when you get to the point to where now you're like it's like your hands are tied and yeah. you can't physically do like you can't go to work and you can't like do physical active things with your kids or you've mm-hmm. been like mentally handicapped. So that's definitely a common thing that I see. And that's where my um, the integrative coach training is for is it's truly the bridge between the healthcare and self-care systems. Like that's what we're coming into. So I have to say that's probably the number one common theme that I'm seeing. The second one would be the lack of confidence and self-worth that's causing. So those are two, the empowerments, it's more like an awakening and empowerment. So it's like their perception is what needs to be shaken so that they can see. So I like to say, I help you see it, Mm -hmm. lift it, and then we shift it. So it's the, you have to be able to see what you can't see. Once you see, you can't unsee, right? right? And then the lifting part is the unveiling of the old story that what we're talking about right now, that old paradigm, that old societal system, um, what the generations have handed down through scarcity and fear and you know all of that stuff. We have to go in. So I do some unconscious, uh, subconscious techniques where we go in and we dismantle the old belief. And then the shifting is when we rewrite the story and we create the new way. You know, it's like we create what it is that they want to become. And we are truly, like Joe Dispenza saying, like reinventing the self. Like yeah. it's one heck of a process. So I'm seeing a lot yeah. of those two things uh, across the board. Now, so, is that because that's where my focus is? You know, I don't know. I can No, I think these are, the common, girl, girl. Girl. Think the
0: these are common things. I think these are common things. People are feeling extra challenged as a world, right? Everybody's personal world, though, feels extra challenged. There's a lot more deaths, definitely, I've seen. you've experienced, we've experienced. But I'd like to go back to um, the physical pain because the way that I look at it, and you do too, even though you and I use different words for different things, we're basically saying the same thing. But when people experience Um, the universe coming in, a higher power, whoever, you know, whatever we want to call that, it's trying to get our attention so that we get more quiet in our lives, so that we can finally connect with self in a way we have not done before, because that is the only place that you will ever find an answer, is by going within. And in order to go within, there has to be quiet. And in order for there to be quiet... There has to be an awareness that we need to make the space to find the answers.
1: The knock has to get loud enough. Like I'm saying, when the guys come in, like they have to hit the brick wall. They have to be at the end of the brick. Like they have to have nowhere else. It's that. Like the pain does that, right? The pain,
0: right? And so
1: we'll. will knock so loud. You were with me. You were with me when I was on the floor with my last bow. Right.
0: No, no, absolutely. And universe was trying to get your attention like all over Every the place. Day. It was crazy. And, and
1: so it's like, if you don't listen, the knock will get louder than ou- So it starts and off with a little, but if you
0: don't listen, that's what I, it's funny. That's the question I ask everybody when they come on here typically is what was that moment? when you knew things weren't great you didn't want to make a change in your life right and then things blow up because you're not heeding the call is well I'll put it i guess sure sure and then we have the realization wow yeah i should have made movement you know the universe wants to move us forward our soul wants to keep moving forward but when our fears right take center stage and don't allow us to move forward that's when it feels like our world's coming down around us, right?
1: Well, once we plant the desire to want more.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: The, this comes, I tell everyone when they sign up with the coach training, I, the yeah. first thing I do is send, when the money comes in, I send them the text you, okay? Like, here we go. Because the minute you make the decision and yeah. you're serious about it and you're committed to it, you can rest assured these things will start this. I mean, almost instantly it's the same thing in our mind. When you make, when you make that conscious decision, like, Oh my God, this has got to change. When you think that you've just tapped into the universe, you've just tapped into an option. You've just tapped into a possibility. And what comes after people will stop because they're afraid of how loud those knocks will get. And so they go back to what's familiar and like, Oh no, I'm not doing that because it's too scary. It's too hard. Or they are impatient." Right. But I urge you to Mm -hmm. stay with it. It, is the process the obstacle is the process it is the path right
0: and it i is. you know i love matt conn i don't know if you're you know familiar with matt you know the books that he's come out with is really about really um instead of resisting right life it's being able to embrace it and meet it where it's in, you know where it is it's that stuff it's instead of rejecting it and pushing it away it's it's hard to do though You know, it's hard to embrace when life is blowing up. It's really hard. Yeah. I mean, going back to your point, we all learn through pain. We're human beings. We learn through pain. It's not the norm of of a person in humanity that wakes up and says, you know what? I want to become this kind of person. I'm just going to like embrace this whole process and I'm going to go for it. I mean, we have more people now that are doing that than used to, but yeah, not, not the typical. But I guess... We've been on here for a while. I think I want to wrap it up because okay. we've been going. We've talked about a lot of awesome stuff, and I really appreciate you taking the time. Is there any other thing you wanted to throw out? Not really? I don't think so. I hope I answered your questions. Um, so, yeah, no, you did. You did. I think it's great because we've offered some information for parents and for people in their life and not realizing that they're here to embrace themselves.
1: Sure. And that's probably the thing I see the most now is so many people are waking up and once they wake up, they're like, Oh my God, I want to do this. I want to do this. Like, I want this to be my job. I want to do what you do. 97% of my VIP clients, my intense clients were like wanting to become coaches afterwards. So they were like, I have to share this with the world. That's and so, so when cool. I opened up the coach training, you know, the same thing that was coming through as the clients started coming through. And that was the lack of confidence and worth. Like I really want to do it, but can I? And so- bringing in the system, bringing all of the experience and system together and actually helping them chip away on them, not believing that they can't do it has been the game changer. So what's happening is we have more people coming forward wanting this change, right? Mm. So we're going to need more leaders to step into the role and doing what we're doing. And that's where we're at. I love it. It's the interesting thing that I want to leave with is no matter what they decide that they want to do moving forward, just know that the process is going to have this same stuff that we're talking about so what you've been facing with the husband with the kids with the boss with the is going to be you're going to face again it's just on a new layer and level can you agree with that i
0: can i mean you know i look at it as though life is a process right it's a journey and You know, I don't want to get too much into layers, but I, I think I like the idea of we experience it, but we keep experiencing it on a higher level, maybe in a way. Right. Right. It's like upgraded every time it comes around. Yes. Yes. So as we experience themes in our lives, that may may it be with a partner or you know with your kids, whatever those things are, relationships is what I would call it. Um, Opportunities for growth and choice. We're wiser. Right. So now that we're wiser and we're upgraded, we get to experience that on a new level. And
1: Our perception is different when it happens each time. It's a little bit different. And I wanted to just put that in there because I thought it was important when I'm like, oh my God, I'm facing the same crap again. And now mm. I'm just like, oh yeah, we face the same crap again just on yeah. layer because our perception is different, and, you know? Anyway. Yeah. I and
0: I to, think it's to, all in an effort just to cross it off that list, you know, so yeah. that we don't have That's to get into that type of relationship again. Right. Like, how can we have fun with
1: it? It's, oh, there you are again. No, yeah. And, and it can going. be sneaky. Like Pima Pema Chodron says that, right? Um, like yes. Yeah will quit when like once you get it, the lesson will quit reappearing or whatever, but yeah or, yeah,
0: in truth, yeah, yeah. hey so right. let 's let 's tell everybody where they can find you. I am
1: on facebook i 'm actually one of these like personal people, so you can find me on my personal page. I have Kim Gey coaching, which is my business page, and we have a community that we 're growing for just a conscious community of health and wellness for rural areas who just are looking for a community to belong to and don't have the resource. It's absolutely free. It's just a place that we, the coaches, we just support people who want to become more conscious and awakened. Okay. Um, it's called the integrative life. We do a lot of lives. We do some challenges and I have teachers in all areas who to teach, whether it's about finances or relationship or mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, spirituality, whatever. Um, we do that, that whole circle. And um, I have a website, KimGallery.com, And okay, that's too. where I do the coach training. Okay, so it's so good to catch up with you. No, it was awesome to catch up with you. We have um, a new podcast coming out, so I'll be having you on. <laughs> Great, cool. Doing this work. Um, so we'll be able to like cross that there. And so we're having a really fun time just changing these, just the thoughts, right? Just the perception. Yeah. Just oh, the yeah. perception. That's right. it. It's, and and the key word, can we have fun? Can we not be frustrated? Can we not have an agenda? Can we just have fun <laughs> with the shift and the change? That was so it. hard to understand.
0: The next one we, we need to do is... To enjoy life by giving up the attachment to the outcome.
1: (laughs) Yes. Yes.
0: Um, Okay. Well, that's it. Thank you so much, my dear. And I just want to say to all the listeners, thanks so much for tuning in. And I will see you guys next time.